Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Dr. Karen Karen Radio Show. The intention of this show is to empower and inspire you to manifest the life of your dreams, whether it's radiant health, prosperity, loving relationships, or simply peace of mind. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm your host, Dr. Karen Can, author of the number one bestseller, Guide to Healing Chronic Pain, A Holistic Approach. And in my book, Guide to Healing Chronic Pain, I talk about a lot of different holistic ways that you can help heal and self-heal your body. And a lot of people said, well, why did you talk about pain? Because a lot of the things in your book help, like wellness in general, including chronic fatigue, because that's what I used to have, adrenal exhaustion and chronic fatigue from lots of stress and being way too perfectionistic. Um, But I, I said, well, you know, I focused on the pain because that's just one symptom that people can at least know that this book is for them. But if you get a copy of my book, uh, there's a lot of great ideas in there for you know holistic living and helping you regain your energy as well. So today's topic with Dr. Dennis and I is going to be Advanced LifeWave Patch Protocols for Adrenal Exhaustion and Extreme Fatigue. There's been a lot of stuff going on in the world lately. There's a lot of things going on with people's personal lives, but also worldwide and people are becoming more sensitive to energy, and I'm finding that as these shifts occur, as they're able to heal at deeper levels, they're actually getting more exhausted, or at least feel more exhausted. And so our little adrenal glands, or those glands that help us through stress, um, they are mm, sometimes overworking in many of us, especially those that are sensitive. So in addition to some of the spiritual protocols and um, ascension tools that I use and I prescribe, I really love the LifeWave patches. I have to admit I use them pretty much every day as a support tool. I like being busy. I like being productive. I like having a clear mind and feeling supported and happy. And it just, you know, for me it's great to have these phototherapy patches help me. Maybe they'll help you. I don't know. If they worked as well for you as they did for me, maybe you'll try them. But today with me is Dr. Dennis Loebstein, and he is an expert in Asian medicine, matrix energetics, Qigong healing, uh, and all different kinds of energy healing, too. And he's much more an expert in Chinese medicine than I am, believe it or not, even though I'm the Chinese one. <laughs> so uh, today I've asked Dr. Dennis to come on the show to give us some uh, some basic points first, acupuncture points that may help support our physical bodies, energetic bodies, system to keep our energy up despite all the changes going on in the world. And there may be some advanced protocols that you can use, especially if you already know you suffer from chronic fatigue symptoms or, um, you know, adrenal exhaustion or you think you have adrenal exhaustion. And uh, uh, if you want to ask a question live, you can call in 818-514-1190. Again, the number is 818-514-1190 and hit 1. And then we know you have a question. Now, if you have not tried LifeWave patches and are curious as to which ones might best serve you, I did make the promise online on my Facebook page that um, I'd be more than happy to do a quick muscle test for you uh, to see which patches are best for you and maybe like one, you know, out of the several, which protocol or acupuncture point uh, would be best for you to start with. So if that's you, you want to get your pen and paper out because I'm going to go through these real quick because <laughs> there's a lot of people on the line. 
And I can't promise I can get to everyone, but I'll do my best. Um, you can also chat with me. Uh, I'm behind the scenes chatting while Dr. Dennis is giving his uh, awesome um, uh, uh, presentation of, of these protocols. So if you are online, you can click the chat and also ask your question there as well. And if you don't have a copy of my book, please get the first six chapters free at KarenCan.com, including lots of free gifts, including my very, very popular uh, energy clearing and protection spray formula and uh, six of my fast track your healing classes and introduction to topocan healing and your very own topocan healing attunement which recently got a major upgrade a couple of days ago so things are even more powerful than they are already so welcome dr dennis hey dr karen glad to be here with you hey there Glad to be with you, too. Thanks again for sharing your first Monday of every month with us and uh, volunteering sure. to do this. It's uh, been three years, and, and uh, you're, you're so dependable, reliable, and a wealth of knowledge. So we're very grateful that you're here to share your time with us again. Oh, well, thanks. It's always a lot of fun, and the time goes really fast. Yeah, it does, isn't it? Um, do you have a story to tell us? Yeah, um, <clears throat> I thought I'd lead in with a story about the general adaptation syndrome or um, mm. my version of uh, Jack Flash, it's a gas um, <laughs> from from the realm of Hans Selye. And uh, then <clears throat> go into some more details that you alluded to about adrenal fatigue and the Western physiology behind it. And then um, look at how Asian medicine views fatigue and exhaustion and then look at some uh, acupuncture points we can use for it and how to patch them. Sounds good. All right. So when I was a uh, professor teaching exercise physiology, I used to teach about Hans Selye and his general adaptation syndrome because the level of resistance and then a challenge or an alarm reaction, and then an increased resistance for a while with increasing challenges to, to homeostasis, known as stress, and then exhaustion is a good model. So it, it uh, pertains to exercise stress as well. Mm. And exercise, exercise stress actually makes us more resistant to other forms of stress. So it generalizes as an adaptation to exercise training, especially aerobic training, to build up our resistance. And there are good physiological reasons for that, some of which I'll touch on today. And um, surprisingly, or at least surprisingly to me when I first got into studying the patches, a lot of the physiology behind how the patches work do some of the same kinds of physiological changes in the body that result as an adaptation to aerobic exercise training, such as lowering the resting heart rate and shifting catabolism from uh, an emphasis on burning carbs and making a lot of lactic acid to making more ATP for energy uh, burning fats, and the hormone systems and the nervous system involved with that, such as stimulating 
the adrenal medulla during stress, which results from innervation from the hypothalamus. And so if we perceive ourselves psychologically to be under stress, or uh, we actually have physical stress, like running away from a, a predator, and this is, this is a very ancient mechanism in our bodies to protect us, to run away from uh, challenges, like from a saber-toothed tiger or a jaguar. Um, but in, in, our, in our modern world, as you alluded to, we're under so much stress that those kinds of responses just occur spontaneously, like when we're stupidly playing with our cell phone and stepping off a curb and a car runs into us, <laughs> kind of stress. Yeah. Or, yeah. <laughs> or walking down Hollywood Boulevard elbow to elbow with all kinds of weirdos when a dog pop <laughs> in front of uh in front of a um a, a Disney joint like Girardelli. Um and, and of course that, that dog happened to be a, a pit bull. Uh, and and the, the cop, off-duty cop, just shot it recently. This just happened a few, <clears throat> a few oh. days ago. <laughs> but you know, uh, crazy. Cop, but a, a crazy pit bull in GR Deli chocolate, where Goofy's oh. pictures up on the wall. <laughs> you know, Goofy's dog too. Uh, and and the dog going berserk because the owner's uptight and jerking it, and uh, oh. off-duty cop shooting it. Uh, that's just an example of, of a, an everyday stress that goes on in L.A. <laughs> yeah, crazy. And, well, and I have to say, I no, no personal offense to the L.A. drivers, but I have found that L.A. drivers are really bad. Like, they'll go the opposite way in a one-way street just to, like, cut two minutes off their drive and not want to go all the way around the corner. Or they'll, be, they'll be in the left-hand turn lane, and they will turn right against like three lanes of traffic. I'm like, really, really? <laughs> yeah, and while they're turning right, a, a motorcycle will zoom up the side right in front of them. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Well, Sorry, well, Sorry L- LA people. <laughs> L- LA city of the angels is a very easy town to drive around in when there's no traffic. Right. Right. <laughs> Uh, so you're saying, Dr. Stress. Dennis, that we that we um, that stress isn't necessarily a bad thing, because we start to adapt to stress and become more resilient. So when we're that's exercising, right. that's a form of stress. We get more resilient. So it's not necessarily stress is bad. Like growth actually causes stress to some extent, either spiritual growth or mental, physical, whatever growth. There's some stress, but uh, then then it can be a little too much at times, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So stress isn't always bad. Oftentimes, like in the form of exercise, it's a good thing. And we can define stress as a challenge to homeostasis. And um, good stress is called eustress. And if we overdose on it and it turns into bad stress, we call that distress. So constant hammering away of distress will increase our resistance to stress for a while, 
but then we break down into exhaustion. And our systems that are designed to help the body deal with the stress, uh, like increasing catecholamine output from the adrenal medulla and putting out glucocorticosteroids from the adrenal cortex, all mobilize systems in the body for us to react to stress or to to run or to to do our fight or flight so stand there and fight or or run but all of that involves an increase in heart rate an increase in blood pressure a mobilization of free fatty acids <clears throat> a temporary suppression of immunity but there is a beneficial side effect and that is that uh, the the um, glucocorticosteroids like the cortisol from the adrenal cortex will uh, lower inflammation. That's why cortisone shots are often given by allopathic physicians to get rid of swelling to lower inflammation. So there's a silver lining in there. And (laughs) also... Oh. Is that why, Dr. Dennis, if I may interject, sometimes either that or, or you know, I'm crazy, but um, is it, sometimes I find like if I have cold symptoms or something like that, that my little niggly, you know, chronic pain areas seem to get better. Like that, it's either like I don't notice them as much or I'm just so focused on my whatever, cough or nasal congestion or whatever, that suddenly the rest of my body pain gets better. Is that that cortisol uh, going up? <laughs> Well, that's that's only part of the picture <clears throat> when you're stressed, but also the um, the precursor hormone that stimulates the adrenal cortex to release the glucocorticosteroids. This precursor hormone called ACTH, as you know, or adrenocorticotropic hormone, that's released by the anterior pituitary, comes from the same corticotropic neurons in the anterior pituitary as the endorphins. And this this mother peptide is called pro-opiomelanocortin, and it gives rise to both ACTH segments, which, which is a peptide hormone, and also beta-lipotropin, which burns fat, and beta-endorphin, which... Um, is a euphorogen and it also blocks pain and it has a lot of multivariate um, applications in the body. And a lot of those I outlined in that, um, that uh, page seven of the lightweight product training manual when it used to be published and available. And since I mentioned that, I'll be glad to circulate that if anybody wants a copy of it. So, I'll, uh, do you, you still have that, have that PDF Dr. or something? Or? Yeah. Well, I, I'm I've not got sure it. we're allowed yeah. to circulate it. I mean, the, not the one for the uh, um, the fancy, thick one. Um, no. I wish I had the PDF for the, the simple one. Yeah, just that one page, I mean, that I'm talking about. Oh, okay. About endorphin. Yeah, so uh-huh. this this page outlines all the multiple effects that endorphins have on the body, that include uh, noise perception or blocking pain and acting as a euphorogen and, and regulating all the other releasing factors from the hypothalamus that affect the pituitary and so on. So to make a long answer short, 
uh, cortisol may be part of the picture, but um, other hormones like endorphins also block pain and they're released when you're stressed. Even when you're pregnant, the, um, the part of the pituitary that makes endorphins is, is hypertrophied or enlarged and secreting a lot more endorphins. And that mm. blocks pain and helps pregnant women feel more euphoric and able to deal with their ah. condition. Wow. That's really interesting. And so exercise, my, my research found that exercise transiently increases endorphins, but as an adaptation to long-term aerobic training, the circulating endorphin level goes down. And that's also the case with chronic stress. Like um, being um, an alcoholic or, or drinking a lot of alcohol chronically, or being on, on drugs like narcotics or heroin, the circulating beta endorphin levels actually go down as an adaptation to those stresses. So there's a, a common mechanism with the endorphins there. <clears throat> But anyway, uh, back to the general adaptation syndrome. When I used to teach this to my exercise physiology students, I'd get like real quiet in the class and everybody would calm down. And then all of a sudden I'd go boom on the podium and everybody would like jump out of their seats. And oh, I said, man. okay, this is so naughty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, so there's a reason I did that. You're what did you now. feel? <laughs> yeah, oh, my heart rate jumped up. <clears throat> and oh, yeah. and my heart rate increased and and I felt pounding in, in my the vessels in my head and and I felt scared and it, it seemed like something was gonna attack me. And and I said, Okay, well <clears throat> I'm gonna show you what resistance looks like. So then I went boom, 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 boom on the podium again. Mm. And there was habituation or they got used to the signal or the alarm. Mm. So the alarm reaction wasn't as profound. And I asked them what they were feeling. And they said increased resistance. So, yeah, that's, that's it. So then we draw this, this general adaptation syndrome that Hans Selye had on the blackboard, which is like, a square root sign for the alarm reaction from from the initial level of resistance and then square root it goes down during the alarm and then it goes way back up and it exceeds the normal level of resistance and then it plateaus and it rides really high way above the normal level of resistance but it can only ride that high for so long and that's right, represented. Right. So, are there like four phases or something, or three phases? Uh, yeah, three or four. Uh, four, if you count the initial level of resistance, that's one. Two is the alarm reaction. Three is the mm. increased resistance. And then there comes a point when exposed to constant stress, as we were discussing earlier, uh, of exhaustion. And that exhaustion, then, if the stress continues can ultimately lead to, um, to death. Wow. But there are all kinds of physiological changes, 
hormonal changes that go on in between the alarm reaction, the increased resistance, the point of exhaustion, and then the point of exhaustion leading to death if the stress continues. And of course, there's uh, there's um, an increase in illness or sickness or breakdown of the body during the exhaustion phase when we can't resist anymore and all our systems are depleted and broken down um, into the exhaustion. And, and that breakdown in Chinese medicine is often called collapse of upright qi or collapse of yang qi or yang exhaustion. Like we just don't have the energy to, to resist anymore and we give up. Right, and right, even right. if we're not giving up psychologically, our physiology gives up because it's just too much. And that's where an adaptation to exercise training comes in because it, it helps us maintain our resistance to other stress longer to keep us from, from more, more uh, morbidity or, or being sick. And it, it collapses a state of morbidity closer to the state of, of mortality or, or death. So, if, in other words, if you're healthy, you can maintain that resistance to the stress we encounter a longer time before you hit that exhaustion phase and suffer from illness or mortality. And then if that keeps up without healing, then it can lead to morbidity or death. Right, right. Wow. So that that saying, stress kills, is really true. Yeah. Well, yeah. and what doesn't kill us makes us stronger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, the, the different kinds of um, systems we're looking at in Chinese medicine that describe what I just did from Hans Selye's point of view and from an exercise physiologist's point of view, if we look at it from a traditional Chinese medicine perspective, we're dealing with collapse of yang or yang exhaustion and or collapse of yin or yin exhaustion. So those of you who have heard us flap our gums before know the difference between yin and yang and they, their energies from the Tao that, that maintain balance in the body and health. And we, when they get imbalanced, then we get unhealthy. Mm-hmm. So that, that lack of health and exhaustion can lead to a condition also known as Wei syndrome. Wei syndrome in Chinese medicine is, is wilting or away. So our resistance is no longer in place. We're going through the exhaustion phase and we're suffering from Wei syndrome that eventually leads to yin and or yang collapse or exhaustion. So what does that look like? Like when, well, everybody knows what it feels like to be wasted or fried. Mm-hmm. But this is like to the extreme. 
And when, when the shen or the spirit is wasted or fried, there are things we can do without an acupuncture needle. Like in um, five element medicine, we put salt in the belly button with a little pyramid of, of moxa on the salt, and we light up the moxa to revive the shen. The belly button is uh, CV8, and it's contraindicated for needling, but we can we can moxa it and we can patch it. And uh, CV8 is a very important point because that's how we got nourished in the womb. And even though it got cut off at birth, it's still an opening or an energetic avenue to reviving and nourishing our shen or our spirit and reviving our spirit. And once we revive our spirit, that can help rebuild our chi, yin and yang balance, and our jing, our essence. So you're talking about reviving the spirit first before, you know, physical stuff? Yeah, that's right, because everything happens on the spiritual level first to uh-huh. break down and, and, and regulate and control everything else. But we can look at it, we can look at Shen, Qi, and Jing in Asian medical physiology from an interactive perspective with Shen on top because it's closer to the sky and, and Shen is interacting with morphic fields or frequency clouds outside the body or energy fields or torsion fields or whatever we want to call it. And then the Shen then interacts, if you can think of a, a two-way arrow, like a, in a chemistry equation where you have one arrow going one way and then another arrow going back the other way in an equilibrium reaction. So the Shen then is in equilibrium with the Qi, and then we can have another set of two-way arrows between the chi and the jing. And the jing is the essence or the physical body. So what is happening at the shen level when chen interacts with our morphic fields can translate into what's happening in the balance between our yin and yang, and that can translate into what's happening in our physical body, in our jing, our essence. Oh, yes, we can have trauma and damage to the jing that can go the other way. So damage to the, to the essence of the jing can also affect the balance of qi or yin and yang in the body, and that can affect our shen, our spirit. So it goes both ways. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay, makes sense, makes sense. Yep. So, By the way, folks, I am writing notes, so that's going to be on the patchtrainingteam.com forward slash blog, uh, probably published about 10 to 15 minutes after the end of the show. So don't worry if you're not taking notes. I'm taking notes for you. <laughs> Go ahead, Dr. Dennis. Wow, you're so awesome, Dr. Karen. <laughs> okay, so... Let's look at yang exhaustion and and what's known as collapse of upright yang chi. So obviously fatigue is a factor, but if yang is collapsed, 
we have an aversion to cold, and we also have cold limbs, and we could be short of breath, and we could be having sweats that are profuse and dribbling. We could be pale and white and be in a stupor. (laughs) That's really bad. Yeah, you actually see people in L.A. that are in stupors sometimes. You know, you go down to Venice Beach and people are walking around in stupors. Oh, yeah. I've been there. When I was teaching at the University of Miami, uh, I'd I'd notice there was a different kind of stupor in Miami, and that was from older folks, geriatric patients, who were on their neuroleptics, and they looked like they were walking Mm. around in stupors as well. Yeah. But anyway, that's a different story. So um, somebody with uh, young exhaustion could also be incoherent mentally and um, they could have, uh, uh, let's see, um, they could have incontinence of both their urine and their stool. So in other words, they can wet their pants and, and poop uncontrollably. They can um, mm. they can exhibit a rapid pulse, and and that rapid pulse could be floating and empty in the middle positions of the pulses. When you take a pulse in Chinese medicine, on each arm you have three positions, and the middle position on on the left arm is the liver, and on the right arm it's the spleen. So the liver and the spleen could be irregular or or mi- exhibit missed beats or be empty, quote-unquote. And let's see, purple lips indicating uh, diminished circulation, lack of blood flow, pale tongue, and um, the tongue could also be wet. Can you think of any other symptoms? Uh, well, I think that some of these are, um, you know, when people get really, really severe, and um, certainly a lot of people I see don't have all of those things. Uh, they may have right. one or one or two, um, but there's there's definitely some folks out there that are. Uh, I find Dr. Dennis is some of my most sensitive um, students um, can be very fragile. So these are my star seeds, especially. Um, so they're having difficulty being in a physical body in the first place, you know, having been light beings in other timelines. Um, and so they have a really hard time not frying their circuits, let's put it that way. So yeah. they're uh-huh. literally having difficulty picking their head up off the bed and functioning, like just just stupor, I suppose, uh, confusion, um, you know, people think they're crazy um, because they feel so much uh, of other people's stuff, unfortunately, that's not theirs, and they can get overwhelmed. Um, that's kind of, you know, some of the extreme, you know, handful of cases uh, that we have. It's very challenging. 
Yeah, and so you're you're describing um, somebody who is empathic, also. Yes. Or they're, they're they're very sensitive to other people's energy, and they get empathic, or they are empathic, mm-hmm. and so they're more susceptible to uh, exhaustion and and the kind of breakdown I've been talking about. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they're the sweetest people, you know, just kind, sweet, generous, um, but they can't function. It's so hard for them. And, of course, they usually have tons of life stresses, too, because they got to this place where they didn't feel supported and who knows what other trauma they've had. So it's not... You know, it's not like they can just have someone take care of them while they recover. So this is really tough. Yeah, if we back off the exhaustion phase and look at how the the increased resistance leads to the exhaustion, we see that the uh, challenges to homeostasis or the increased stress can lead to um, anger, frustration, agitation, and depression. Mm Mm-hmm. So uh, somebody who's depressed uh, actually uh, has an effect on their endorphin system and their their um, medulla and their adrenals. And so adrenal fatigue is a component of that too. Yep. And they feel exhausted and like they can't move. But... Um, I've uh, I've seen people that were extremely depressed and one little hit with a needle on kidney one and it flips them 180 and and they're they're laughing suddenly. And that's not because kidney one's painful on the bottom of the foot. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're like, okay, I'm so afraid to be depressed anymore because that really hurt. <laughs> right. Well, most people that are in that state don't really care about the pain. True, you know, true. That, like, do whatever. That, <laughs> yeah, just bring it on and get me out of this. Yeah, get me out of this. Right. So are you describing the two different kinds of, like, the yang collapse syndrome and the uh, yin collapse syndrome, and then we're going to learn which points are helpful for either one? Is that the plan? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't do yin yet. I, I have just okay. been describing yang exhaustion. Okay. Okay, so uh, let, let's look at yin exhaustion. So yin exhaustion, yin is more essence and less energy like the yang. So if we're talking about yin exhaustion, we're talking about dry skin, like lack of water, uh, dehydration, and uh, lips are dry, tongue is dry, uh, because the the yin is depleted, the yang's released, and there's a lot of heat involved with the yang. That makes people more irritable. So uh, yang rising to the, to, to the brain uh, causes irritability. Uh, there's, um, and yang's rising because the yin doesn't anchor it, because yin's being exhausted. Mm. It could manifest in shortness of breath, just like the yang exhaustion. But uh, because they're dehydrated, there's an increase in thirst and desire to drink. Uh, it could be so bad they're experiencing delirium and stupor. 
and they have warm limbs, and the, the tongue is usually, as I said, dry, but it's also red, and the pulse can be rapid, but it feels weak, like not a whole lot of oomph or strength behind it. Mm-hmm. And uh, collapse of yin could also involve coughing with a sticky, scanty sputum. And um, there could also and some be... some people cough because they get tired, so that's one of those. You know, like they don't have a cold or anything per se, but they, when they get tired, they start to cough. And they don't cough yeah, up so anything. I used to so get that. And just because they're coughing doesn't mean they have extreme exhaustion or adrenal fatigue, but it's leading in that direction where they're fatigued. Mm-hmm. So you can have fatigue without extreme exhaustion or adrenal fatigue. But yeah, when you get fatigued like that, um, you get rebellious uh, lung chi, which results in coughing because the lung, in Asian medical physiology, the lung chi is anchored by the kidney. And when the kidney, which is a battery for the body, is weak, it doesn't anchor the lung chi very well. And you get then rebellious lung chi, and that manifests as a cough. So that's what's behind that. Got it. So... Um, just as an aside, the way to regulate rebellious chi, like if you've got rebellious lung chi, is to stimulate the source points for the channel. So if somebody's coughing, if you stimulate lung nine, which is a source point for the lungs, you can regulate their chi and send it in the right direction. So in the case of the lung, the source point is lung nine, and, and you can reverse the lung chi from going up and send it back down the way it's supposed to when the kidneys are stronger and anchoring the lung chi, and that is in the downward direction. And then the cough disappears. Very cool. So, you know, if I talked about this to most allopathic physicians, they would think that I sounded wacko. Well, it is a whole <laughs> other area of study. So, yeah, I mean, for, yeah, it's, it's going to be like, what, yin, yang, I don't get it, you know. So it, it is a whole other whole other area, but uh, I'm taking notes for people. But, <laughs> so I'm sure people stuck. are here, like, patiently waiting for the points. They're like, give us the points, please. <laughs> what points okay. are we using? Okay, so let let me start with the with um, well, I just did lung nine for the cough. That's a beginning yeah, of yeah. Um, fatigue. Okay, so lung nine will um, reverse coughing in the early stages of fatigue, and uh, so will uh, kidney points, and especially if you include kidney three and um, bladder. 60 as a yin yang pair in the in the water element during a five element rotation so if you really wanted to 
to avert fatigue and recharge your kidneys before you ever had extreme exhaustion and extreme adrenal fatigue, you could include kidney three and bladder 60 in your yin-yang pair of your five element rotation. And what I would do when you're focused on recharging the kidneys is alternate. Like one day you do earth, the next day you do water with the kidney and the bladder. And then the next day you do lung, and then the next day you do water. And the next day you would do wood, and then the next day you would do water. So every other day you're going back to water. Right, right. To recharge recharge your kidneys. Okay, so another way to recharge the kidneys and the batteries is to use CV4 to tonify the Yang Chi and CV6, which tonifies uh, the Chi the in general, the whole body, especially in the Dantian area or the Sea of Chi in the lower abdomen, which is a storage area for Chi. And we could also use GV4, which is the life gate that's right below lumbar vertebra 2 between the kidneys at the same time or alternating, like front CV4, back GV4. So one day CV4, the next day GV4 with YH patches since they're on the midline. Does it matter which YH patch we use on CV or GV? Um, glutathione worked really well before we had the Eon patch. The Eon works really well, too. So it doesn't really matter. And you can also use Doesn't matter which that, one's on front? Not really. It's an individual matter and in how you feel after you're wearing it, after you put it on and try it. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted to wear both GV4 and CV4 at the same time, you could put like an Eon patch on the back on GV4 right below lumbar 2 between the kidneys and then put one of the tan patches from Energy Enhancer or Ice Wave or even an SP6 patch, which is negative, or even a carnosine patch, which is relatively more yin or negative, than the eon and more negative than the glutathione on the front. So then you'd have a, a more positive patch in the back and a more negative patch in the front because the front tends to be more yin and the back tends to be more yang. But sometimes it works better if you switch the polarity with the patches. So that's why I said it, it depends on the individual and their polarity. Okay. So would you actually put something on CV4 and 6 at the same time, or they're so close together you just pick one? Uh, just pick one. It wouldn't hurt to put one okay. on, on each, like like a glutathione on CV4 and uh, carnosine on CV6, uh, and the Eon on, on GV4. So then you have like a triangle or uh, a hidden Mickey with um, – 
<laughs> with the E on at the apex and the ears on CV4 and CV6. Oh, I see. Mickey Mouse. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's like on Mickey. Okay. Yeah, when when you visit Disneyland, you you start uh, getting used to um, looking for hidden Mickey. Talking about Mickey's okay. <laughs> Mickey Mouse. Yeah, Mickey Mouse. Signs, like, but it's not wrong. Like but it's not wrong to put just any YH on the front and any YH on the back. It's not wrong if it's working and you feel better. Okay. Okay. That's where the divine muscle testing can be very helpful to see which one's better. Yes. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. And um, Mickey can so tell those, you whether those it's. Are, <laughs> so those uh, are, are um, so I'm just going to review that for everyone, uh, Dr. Dennis. So if you want to rec- recharge your kidneys, get your energy battery charged before extreme exhaustion sets in, um, he's, uh, Dr. Dennis suggested using a yin-yang pair of kidney three and bladder 60, which means that the yin patch, which uh, we'll just make it simple, we'll say the tan patch uh, and the energy enhancers, for example, um, and the uh, white patch would go on bladder 60 on the right, um, and that would be yin on the left and yang on the right or tan on the left, white on the right. Um, mm-hmm. And that would help with your water element, and you could do this every other day, rotating with the other five element uh, protocols, and that's elsewhere on our page. So I'll just link that to that uh, that show that we did on the five elements. Um, so every other day you'd be nourishing the water uh, element that's kidney three on the left and bladder sixty on the right, and then in addition you can use a um, Y age patch on the center line in the Dantian area, either um, CV six conception vessel six or four or both if you like, um, and then if you want you can either add a patch on the back or just alternate days with the front one on GV four life gate which is at lumbar two. Uh, just under that vertebra spine, um, and it's between the kidneys, uh, and that's to recharge our kidneys and batteries. So I do use those points um, fairly, you know, regularly because I like them and they work for me. And I also like to use, um, although this might be your next protocol, but I also like to use the energy enhancers, Dr. Dennis, on um, bladder 23, which is on either side of GV, right. the life gate right. point. A little harder yeah, to find for most people unless you're, you know, you have an idea of your own anatomy, but I can just kind of pretty much guesstimate it now where where it goes on the back of me. Yeah, bladder 23 is a very good point. It's the back shoot point for the kidneys, and that will work as well as the life gate, and it's also Dr. Dean Clark's favorite uh, pair. Right, right. So would you say that's more nourishing after you get exhausted, or is that a good point anytime? Oh, it's a good point anytime, like to keep your, okay. your kidneys tonified and to prevent fatigue and exhaustion and to help your performance if you're doing athletic performance, as you know from skating. Yes, yes, I really like that. I think it uh, – I know Dr. Dean Clark had uh, said in his experience, not knowing you know what the point was in, in Chinese medicine until later on when you told him, um, that it was really helpful for his elite athletes. Uh, they would bring energy to the entire lower body. He had a lot of track athletes, um, uh, you know, Olympians, and this worked well. And it made a lot of sense to us, you know, in Chinese medicine. He was nourishing bladder 23. Is pretty much, if you're going to pick, you know, a pair of points, some of the strongest 
pairs of points and all the body for energy, that would be one of those. So there, there's another dimension to uh, tonifying the water, namely uh, kidney and bladder, and that is on an emotional level, the emotion of the water is fear versus courage. So extreme challenge to homeostasis or stress can generate fear and anxiety. And so um, tonifying the kidneys helps us overcome that and recharge the batteries at that level as well. Yeah, that's a good point. That's what the folks feel like. If you're fear and anxious, then you know which <laughs> which element to focus on. Um, anxiety, I have to say, is one of the other ones that the sensitives have a little big trouble with. Now, their boundaries go down, and they feel everybody else's stuff, and they're just in this constant state of just like they're just charged up, kind of fried, tired, but wired, and um, yep. anxious. So kidney is big deal. You know, if you're going to use acupuncture points, that would be the ones to use as the ones that support kidney energy. And so that, that answers the Cowardly Lion's question in The Wizard of Oz, what puts the ape in apricot? Courage. Courage. Courage on the flying kidneys. Okay. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So if if you all don't know what I'm talking about, go back and watch Wizard of Oz. Okay. We'll do that. (laughs) Where the cowardly lion is is singing what puts the ape in apricot. (laughs) Courage, which comes from kidney chi. We're talking about tonifying okay. the kidney. Yes. <laughs> All right. All right. So what so, if someone's already exhausted? Okay. So now we're going to look at adrenal fatigue that's extreme and extreme exhaustion. What, what can we do for that? So <clears throat> we already talked about CD4 and CV6. <clears throat> those are, um, those are, two points we can use for yang exhaustion that's extreme <clears throat> and also for extreme yang exhaustion we can use GV26 and GV25 so let me explain why GV26 is a ghost point and it sedates the heart and it and, and by sedating the heart it treats mania lowers mania, and it resuscitates loss of consciousness and gets us out of comas. <clears throat> so if we're exhausted to the point of having loss of consciousness in a coma, or we're manic and we need to sedate the heart, this ghost point, GV26, which is right under the nose, is a good one. And in Chinese medical physiology, GV26 on the philtrum, below the nose and above the upper lip is the known as the area of man because above it is sky and below it is earth and right there we're stimulating man or or people to wake up and you notice when people are frustrated they take their 
their index finger and they rub it under their nose. They're actually okay. stimulating their, their mental acuity and waking themselves up by rubbing there. Uh-huh. Stimulating yeah, I heard if someone's point. in a coma or going to a coma or you're trying to resuscitate them that you could needle that point really vigorously, which would really be painful if you're awake. That's that right. That would wake me up for sure. <laughs> yep. And just as an aside, it's also used for severe back pain. If um, a patient or client can't get up on the examining table, they're in such back pain. If you needle GV26, then it lowers the pain enough where they can get up on the table. Okay, so what about GV25? Well, GV25 returns young by by opening and clearing the orifices. Or in other words, it clears blockages that are blocking yang from returning. And when we talk about orifice, we're talking about like the heart orifice or the, if we translate that into Western physiology, blood flow, nervous uh, flow, lymph circulation, <clears throat> clearing blockages that can stagnate during exhaustion. So GV25 can return to yang by opening up orifices or clearing the blockages. Like uh, an example of a, a blockage in the blood would be if the blood is viscous and that causes it to flow less well. It slows down the circulation. Now, uh, how exactly would you patch GV25 or 26? Because that's on the front of the body. So that's kind of challenging. Yeah, GV25 is actually on the tip of the nose. And that actually also, because it's returning the young, that can also get somebody out of a coma or loss of consciousness. So Mm. uh, you could um, put an, an eon patch on the tip of the nose and just uh, lay it down the sides of the tip of the nose, touching the nares. And while you're putting it on, you can poke it and stimulate it. Can or you, you get can actually talk. 25 and 26 at the same time? Uh, patches aren't quite big enough, at least on my face, with my big nose. Okay. <laughs> So yeah, my nose one is flat. Or, so. <laughs> or you, could, you could do both. <laughs> so like an eon on yeah. GV25 and um, a, a glutathione on GV26. And then take a moxa stick and wave it back and forth a few centimeters above the patches. And that will tonify the yang as well and dry the phototherapy information from the patches into the meridians. Wouldn't that fry the patches? Yes, it will melt the crystals quicker, and they will more quickly quit giving the proper frequency signal. But if you're resuscitating somebody who's extremely exhausted, you don't care about that. You just want to bring them around. 
Ah, right. So go back and say, uh, which is your, so you say the eon is the best one as far as that resuscitation, whether it be the tip of the nose or governing vessel uh, 26? Yeah, because it's the most young patch we have. Okay. Okay. And you're t- you're trying to return the young, <clears throat> resuscitate LOC, loss of consciousness. So that's basically you're in bed, can barely move, and you it, want to be like, resuscitated. That's right, and it's the conditions where we you would have to, in in an ER or in um, in Western medicine, you would use smelling salts. Yeah. Wow. And by the way, GV26 can also stop epistaxis or, or nose bleeding. Nose bleeding, yeah, right. And, what about and the belly so, button? I always thought that the belly button was good for exhaustion. It is, definitely. Yeah, I mentioned that earlier. Uh, uh, as far as we buy the shen goes with, with the salt and the moxa, yeah. So I'm glad you asked that because that's the next thing I wanted to mention is using a double triangle. So mm. kidney 27 is a point or points of choice since we have bilateral symmetry at kidney 27. It's on both the right and the left. So kidney 27 uh, is a point of choice for restoring kidney chi. It's called energy storehouse. And we could put either ice wave or energy enhancer patches on kidney 27 with an eon patch or a glutathione patch on CV8. And that creates a triangle or a pyramid on the upper body. So then the upper body pyramid would rotate energetically clockwise and we can reinforce that when we're that torsion field and, and direction when we're putting those patches on. You put patches on with intent and that drives the torsion fields and the energy the way you want it. So kidney twenty seven and, and C V eight is is representing a torsion field pyramid in the in sky which is above the belly button. And then we can also <clears throat> create another triangle using CV8 as the apex and put another set of ice waver energy enhancer on kidney one. So then we're starting at kidney one, which is grounded in the yin of the earth, and creating another triangle and that one rotates counterclockwise, that torsion field and that intent. And then it, then uh, CV8, the belly button is a pivot. And then we have the upper body going clockwise. So if you've got two counter-rotating pyramids with, with the apex, with the common apex at the center point, CV8, then you have a Merkaba or light spirit body as you have the counter-rotating torsion fields going on and that expands zero-point energy and the field of the heart and revives the shin. Wow. 
Why why is it important why, why? or uh, cool to expand the zero point energy? The zero point energy is a, a neutral point and it's analogous to being in the Tao that's not charged, not polar. The Tao is a precursor to yin and yang. The Tao splits into yin and yang, which, which is um, dialectic or charged. Yin is negative, yang is positive, energy. But if we go to the origin of those energies in the Tao, the Tao is neutral, it's monopolar, and it's represented by the zero-point energy is represented by the Tao. Okay. So the the zero-point energy is important in healing because that's the manifestation energy. When you're not charged, when you don't care, and by, by not care I mean you don't care if it's positive or negative in the outcome, and you're interacting with spirit through the field of your heart, you do that through zero-point energy. And that will collapse away from the quantum. In quantum physics, or there is resonance between particles and waves, and that will collapse a wave, which is an energy wave in the quantum, into manifestation as a particle or a physical essence. So this is the original form of healing, connecting the field of the heart with spirit through zero-point energy with this counter-rotating Merkaba and expansion of the zero-point energy. So we're not just wiggling our fingers when we do woo-woo. We're actually involved with a lot of deep uh, um, metaphysics. So mm. that, that's why I, I call my system metaphysical energetics, and that's yeah, I like that. It, so it you're saying that um, our ability to expand zero point energy would be, um, you know, a, an alignment or or our ability to manifest whatever it is we want would be expanded because we're going through the zero right. point energy in the field of the heart. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. And um, from what I've heard you talk about, you describe the same thing using a little different terminology, but but your system uses the same ideas, I think, mm-hmm. from what I've heard you say. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of goes, uh, it is kind of like the metaphysical. Uh, we call it source, right? Um, right. And, uh, yeah. So the field from which all is created. So we're speaking with, with, directly with source by connecting our shen to the field of source through zero-point energy. And without forcing anything, mm. we just play with spirit that way. So mm, that that's, great. aside from manifesting, that's also a way to reverse extreme exhaustion and restore health. Yeah, that's a great protocol. So we're being alchemists when we do this because we're using crystals <clears throat> to reinforce energetic grids as we change the patterns of energy in those grids. 
Cool. Now, I know a bunch of people have their hand up. I know they want them to see <laughs> some of them anyway. Okay. Uh, what yeah, this would be good for them. Too long. Go ahead. Yeah. Is, I, is this a good time to do that, Dr. Dennis? Yeah, yeah. Go for it. Sure. Okay. All right. So, and of course, if you're on the chat, um, there's some questions on the chat as well. Um, uh, we did have one then. Um, let's see. Anna says, what was the treatment for viscous blood? She didn't get that. Uh, where does the glutathione fall then? I thought Eon could be used as a secondary sleep patch. So I think you were talking about using Eon on the tip of the nose for viscous blood. Is that right? Um, right, because uh, GV25, which is located at the tip of the nose, returns Yang by opening and clearing orifices or clearing blockages. And uh, one example of, of clearing the blockages to the flow of blood was when blood is viscous. And yeah. it, it doesn't have enough fluid in it to circulate adequately. And, and so GV25 stimulation can help circulate the blood better by opening orifice, quote-unquote, um, which is loosely translated as an example into making the blood flow better by making it less viscous. Right. Uh, here's a good question, Dr. Dennis. Um if Eon patch is the most young patch, uh, isn't that a problem while you're sleeping? You don't want to be more awake, right, when you're sleeping. So can you explain what you mean by that? It could be in some people. And uh, so is the glutathione patch. It's very young and arousing. So some people can't tolerate either one at night, except when you're first wearing the Eon patch, uh, it, it its detox reaction creates lethargy. So that's why uh, when I suggest people use Dr. Karen's um, brain protocol to clear neurological blockages for the first two weeks that they do that at night, because the Eon patch during its detox phase will create um, lethargy or feeling tired and fatigued. But um, then it gives you more mental clarity after the first two weeks. But uh, let's see, the focus on that particular question, um, most people feel aroused more from the glutathione patch than they do from the Eon patch. And uh, there, there are other properties in the pattern of being more young other than that. And a lot of people can wear both the Eon and the glutathione at night and they don't feel the effects but if you do and if it keeps you awake and aroused and you're getting yang effects and it keeps you from sleeping, then don't wear them at night. Yeah, wear them during the day to see how it works. And you can always just take it off, right, if, if uh, it's bothering you. I, I often did not use anything detoxing too much at night because of the whole, you know, I, I would feel like I was doing stuff at night um, and so I was detoxifying. I remember those... Uh, you, you know what they are. Um, they're like these herbal patches you put on your feet, and then they become black in the morning or something. I always thought it was kind of hokey. Um, but <laughs> but I had bought some to use because you can get them in the acupuncture, you know, uh, mall for practitioners. And I got to tell you, I didn't. I hardly slept that night. I mean, I was just 
awake. <laughs> uh, the herbs were very strong or something. I just never felt rested because it was like I was busy the whole night long with those silly herbal patches on my feet. But I, I never really got that effect uh, with the lifeweight patches, interestingly enough, even though they're detoxifying. Right. And the same here. Uh, but I've had patients that um, develop that kind of black stuff around the edges of the patches when they first put them on, if they're highly toxic. Hmm. Wow. It's That's pretty rare to see and unusual, but uh, I've seen it happen with the patches, with the lifeweight okay. patches. Interesting. Um, now, uh, you mentioned about lymphatic flow. Um Potentially, so if someone has general whole body lymphatic flow issues, like I make a lot of lymph for various spiritual reasons, but anyway, so I make a lot of lymph, would putting a patch on the tip of my nose when I sleep at night, would that be supportive of, you know, of all the lymph uh, helping the flow, or would it be better for me to sweep my lymph channels? Why not do both? Or spleen six or something. Do both because I'm lazy. You can do all three. (laughs) I could do all three, okay. Yeah, or you can rotate. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, sure rotate it would help. Them. Yeah, help with that. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see whether I can actually sleep with that thing on the tip of my nose. I might try it tonight. So we have some folks here on the phone. Let me um, unmute now. You guys got to put. If you're asking me to muscle test, you don't don't expect me to remember this after the call, right? So you guys got to write it down. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna do this super quick here. So area code nine ten. Hello. Hi, Dr. Karen. Hi, who's this? It's Pamela. Hi, Pamela. Okay, so what's Hi. your question? I would like you to muscle test which patch would be best for me and where to place it. Okay, sounds good. So let's see. Are we allowed to know this information? Yes. I'm getting a yes. Okay, so would you benefit from any of the LifeWave patches? Yes. Okay, of all of them, what's the most important one for you? Is it a YH? Nope. Energy? Yes. Energy enhancer patches would be the top one. Is there any particular um, acupuncture point that would be the best for you? Yes. Okay. Uh, Are you having a particular symptom? I mean, Uh, which particular symptom? Okay. Just so, okay, so would this be a kidney point, a spleen point, stomach point, okay, kidney point, so kidney three, kidney one. I'm getting kidney one for you would be a good place to start. Uh, how many days a week would you be using energy enhancer patches for the highest good? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay, you must be very fatigued, so seven days a week. So, although I use them a lot too, but I like to be busy and athletic and all those things. So, uh, seven days a week. So, let's give you another set of points uh, in, in addition to kidney one. Uh, what is the next most important uh, um, acupuncture point for your highest and greatest good? Is it another kidney point? No. Bladder point? Uh, no. Okay. Is it a stomach point? Yes. Stomach. Stomach 36? Uh, yes. So, stomach 36 is... Um, just outside the tibial um, tuberosity on either side of the knee, kind of like a little bit below the the kneecap and slightly to the outside. So you can look it up on Google Images. So stomach 36 is a, another good energy point as well. That's actually in the brochure, the Energy Enhancer brochure. So if I were you, I would rotate through, you know, one day, kidney one, bottom of the feet, and the other day, stomach 36 on your knees and then remember everyone to drink lots of water you want to do at least 50 60 ounces of pure water a day to keep well hydrated that's really really important for the patches to work 
well. Okay, there you go. Got that all written down? Thank you. Yep, thanks. My I appreciate it. My pleasure. Okay, area code 912. Let's have you. There we go. Hello. 912, area code. You're live on the air. We can't hear you. So if you're on the chat, maybe you can uh, write your question in the chat. So I'm going to mute you so we can go to the next person. Uh, Area code 907. What's with all the nines today? That's really interesting. Hello. (laughs) Hi there. Hi. This is Debbie. Hey, Debbie. Okay, so what's your question? Uh, Same thing about the patches, wondering what would or if they would benefit me. Okay, so you've never tried them before? No. Okay, so let's ask. Uh, are we allowed to know this answer? Yes. All right, so would the patches be for your highest and greatest good? Uh, yes. Okay, I don't always get a yes. Sometimes I get a no because people aren't ready for them. There's something else they need to work on, but I'm getting a yes. So is, um, let's see, um, how many different patches would you benefit from? One, two, two different ones. Which is the top one? Energy, Eon, Eon. Okay, so that's the stress handling one. So the Eon patches, spelled A-E-O-N, Eon, Y-H-E-O-N. So how many days a week? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So seven days a week to start. And then what's the second one? Glutathione, no. Carnosine, no. Energy, no. Ice wave, no. SP6, well, that's interesting, SP6. So that's the appetite control one that also helps with balancing hormones. So would you be using them both at the same time for the highest good? I'm getting a yes. Would you start them one at a time or both at the same time? I'm getting both at the same time. So the SP6 goes on the usually the left side of the body because it's the yin patch, and the eon is the yang patch, and that would go on the right side of the body. So let's ask, is there an acupuncture point that would work best for you for the highest good, assuming you're hydrated? I'm getting a yes. Uh, would it be a yin-yang pair? No. Okay, same point on both sides. Yes. Uh, give me the f- most important point. Is it kidney, spleen, spleen, spleen six, spleen nine, spleen six? So write that down, spleen six. You would put the SP6 on the left, the eon on the right. Um, and then is there a secondary point that would be for the highest good? Yes. Is it on the head? Surprisingly not. I was thinking the head ones uh, would be good. Uh, is it on the legs, the arms, arms? So which one for you, uh, yin or yang point? Yin, so is it lung? No, pericardium, yes. So pericardium six, yes. Okay, so that's actually in the, well, I'm not sure that's in either brochure, but you might want to um, look that up on Google as well. You put the eon on the right and the SB6 on the left. So those are your two points uh, that you can use. As, um, so I would alternate spleen six one day and then pericardium six, on the next. So do you happen to have like what you think are hormonal imbalances? Debbie? Uh I would say yes, but I thought energy might be a something that I was in need of. Yeah, those are the top two right now. So um maybe it's a, your stress handling system needs more support before. Not to say you wouldn't right. benefit from the energy enhancer patches, but um we're just asking God, you know, what's the top thing right now, you know. Right, so you might right. do that for Get a couple that. weeks and then recheck um, and see, you know, if that works. Okay. okay. Well, well, I cool. appreciate well, your help. 
You're welcome. Yeah, definitely for Debbie. Uh, definitely hormonal stuff um, is uh, um, wanted to wanted to you know be treated for whatever reason. Um, and feel free to interject, um, Dr. Dennis, if you have some ideas of you know why those points <coughs> would be helpful for <coughs> someone. And we've got uh, area code 904. Did we unmute you already? I can't remember. I'm losing track here. <laughs> no, you didn't. Okay. But I'm here okay. now. Hello. Yay. Hi. My name is Bonnie. Okay. Hey, Bonnie. Bonnie. All right. So what are we so doing So I'd like to know what today? patch to start with. Okay. Have you tried any of them yet? I have not. Not? Okay. So let's just check. Uh, would using LifeWay patches be for your highest and greatest good? I'm getting a No. So let's ask why. Are you interested in knowing why? Sure. Probably, huh? Yeah, okay. So um, is it a hydration issue? No. A mineral issue? Oh, a mineral issue, really. So let's see. If you were to use the patches, um, how effective would they be uh, in your current you know, state? 50, 60, 50% effective. Okay, we want definitely more than that. We want above 80. So we're uh, finding that it's a mineral issue. So you're mineral deficient. I'm getting a yes. So you actually need to absorb minerals better or you need more minerals to be ingested or yes, okay. Are you able to assimilate minerals optimally? I'm getting a yes. Utilize them, yes. Hmm. That's strange. So you might have used up a lot of minerals. So is there a particular mineral you're deficient in? Yes. How many different ones? One, two, just one. Is it magnesium? Yes. So that's the most common one that people get deficient. If they have chronic stress, a lot of stress, or they've been doing a lot of detoxification, you or you're an elite athlete, um, you can actually drain your magnesium stores, and your body will actually steal it from your bones uh, in order to make the blood magnesium nice and balanced. Um, so you're magnesium deficient. So with that, uh, magnesium zinc are pretty important for body processes, and the patches will stimulate your body to do certain things, but if you don't have the raw ingredients, it's going to be tougher to do. So you may actually have to do a couple of weeks of, you know, magnesium oil uh, or taking, you know, some sort of chelated magnesium orally in order to I get your body I use magnesium oil every stop. night. Okay. Dr. So Karen? Are you using enough? I'm getting a no. Do you need to take oral magnesium as well? I'm getting a yes. So... um Yes, you may have to take some oral magnesium as well as on your skin. How many sprays are you using? Well, I finger test, so it depends. Sometimes it's eight, sometimes it's 10 or 11. It just depends on what the finger testing says. Okay. So can you absorb any more than that through your skin? Yes, okay. Without detox symptoms? Ah, there's the answer, no. (laughs) Okay. All right, so um, I'm very yeah, so I'm very sensitive to magnesium. Sensitive. When I used to take minerals, I used to take mini mins because the magnesium mm. gives me side effects, shall we say? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So would you benefit from Mag Force? Yes, yeah. So you may have to work up really slowly, um, Doctor Dennis. Not Doctor Dennis. The other Doctor D, Doctor Davis, has uh, Mag Force. Um, that's at NutriLinkEnergy.com. I can put that in the chat, but NutriLinkEnergy.com. MagForce is probably going to go into your cells a lot faster and not give you as many symptoms, although it could cause diarrhea still in some people. So for whatever reason, your body is depleting magnesium quicker. That might be a whole other healing in and of itself, trying to figure out why that is. 
So you're only going to get about half, you know, the effect. Um, if you were to be magnesium repleted, what would be the most important patches for you if they were to work optimally? Energy, Eon. Eon would be first. Second would be energy. Yes. So that Eon and energy would be uh, the ones you would use once your magnesium is uh, back up to snuff. So, Dr. Dennis, do you have any suggestions as far as the whole getting magnesium in and getting the body repleted with magnesium? Yo, first I like natural calm powder to add to your juice or whatever you're drinking, especially if it's got calcium in it because then you get a nice ratio of magnesium to calcium. And uh, also I would put the magnesium drops, you said you were taking the magnesium oil. Put a drop of that oil underneath a patch and let the energy of the patch drive the energy signature of the magnesium through your meridians. Oh, interesting. Okay. Mm. So which and, patch would yeah, I use for that? You don't have to just let the patch do it. You can um, you can um, pretend you have an energy needle going with your index finger and create a torsion field above the patch and drive the energy signature of the magnesium in through the patch and through the um, oil and into your meridians on, on the points that Dr. Karen talked about with the patches she talked about. Or tested for. Okay. okay we didn't get ahead. to any points. Yeah. Okay. Um, so right now we're not testing you for it. Um, what I have had people do is, if you have my Ascension 2, we ask Ascension 2 to actually replete your magnesium, give you the signature of magnesium in your body, the frequency of magnesium. So if you're sophisticated enough to know how to do that, which is not – you don't have to be sophisticated at all. You just have to be using the Ascension 1 and 2 products on a regular basis. Then you just have that uh, power and directive to just go place the frequency of magnesium in my body. Thank you. And that's about it. <laughs> and you play the you know Ascension 2 and ask it to do that. Um, and uh, then it will start vibrating the magnesium energy in your body. And sometimes people have uh, – we've gotten to the place where we I thought we had to give – supplements and then once we do that then they don't need the supplement anymore i'm like okay fine great <laughs> so you can try that too so okay. would also, you be beneficial to start the brain balance protocol yeah i'm getting brain balance protocol for you first so that's on the patch training team.com page go ahead dr Dennis. there's a rife frequency app that's available it costs uh, almost 200 dollars but you can uh, download it uh, from your app store onto your iPhone or, or your cell phone. Oh, really? And it's for magnesium. So it, if you, uh, let's see, this is what it sounds like. Frequency for magnesium. Uh, it's actually going through a spectrum or a sweep. So right now it's at 480 hertz when I first started it for magnesium. So uh, that that helps you with the uh, energy signature for magnesium. And then there's uh, balancing by numbers. You know, some of the stuff that Kathy Homeyer does with her nutritional energetics, you can actually write down the number for magnesium as well and insert that into your body. Uh, that would be really helpful. Um, so there's all these different ways that, that you can do it. Okay. All right. I have a so whole I'm list. Move on to the... Yeah. You know. Thank you. Okay, you're welcome. So Nancy asks here on the chat, Dr. Dennis, uh, for whatever reason, I can't get the energy or pain patches to work for me. Um, so do you want to go real quick over some of the things why it doesn't 
might not work for people? Well, there could be neurological blockages. There, there could be other blockages elsewhere in the body. It could be um, micromineral deficient. And uh, you have a high tolerance level for, uh, for energy signatures coming in for the body to pick it up on it and recognize it. So the way to be more sensitive to them, uh, when that kind of thing happens, number one, I, I recommend using Dr. Karen's Eon Brain Protocol with the Eon patches at night for the first two weeks to clear neurological blockages and also to um, use some pink Himalayan rock salt and uh, make up a solution of uh, microminerals micro for yourself and take a few drops of those sublingually or under your tongue when using the patches and uh, circulate, increase your circulation uh, by using GV25, which we talked about today. Mm, so okay. Let's see if all those will work for you. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. Excellent, thank you. Oh, we have one other person here on the line. Let me unmute you, area code 717. And we got six minutes left, so you got to talk real fast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just was wondering what the best patches would be for me and what spots I should put them on. Okay, sounds good. So let me check here. Are we allowed to know? Yes. Okay, which patches would best benefit you, if any? One, two, one. Okay, right now it's one. Which one? Energy, uh, Ice Wave, Eon. Eon it is. Eon's popularity contest today. So YH Eon patches. That's the one for stress and inflammation. How many days a week? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay, so seven days a week. Any particular points better than others for you? I'm getting a yes. Is that including the brain balance points? No. Okay, different from brain balance points. Okay, other points are better for you? Yes. Are they on the center line? Yes. Anywhere else? No. Okay. So CV? Yes. CV6, CV4. I'm getting a yes for both. So conception vessel 6 or 4 would be good. Uh, Is there something else you can alternate with that is as good? Yes. GV? Okay. Center line ones. Okay. GV4? Yes. Okay. So the ones we talked about today. So CV6, CV4, or GV, which is governing vessel, Four, which is between the kidneys and the center of the back at around lumbar two. And, again, you can look up some pictures on Google. As long as you make that intention of, you know, putting it on GV4, um, uh, then you probably will hit it uh, energetically. So don't worry about being too perfect on that. Just, you know, make that intention. So that's where you would start every day, either below the belly button or on the back. Some people have to start really slow with just one set of patches first before they get to others. I've had people like buy like a gold package for like $500 and they have like six patches on the first day. They use them and then they're like in bed because they're so tired because they're detoxing. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Start with one first and then go to another. And, you know, unless someone's been doing tons of energy work and tons of detox, then, you know, sometimes it's like getting like 10 acupuncture treatments in a day. It's like, no, 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 just slow down and just do one at a time. And then by the second week, or the third week, at that point, you can often, you know, retest again and see if, or or just go by your symptoms, which ones uh, you might uh, benefit from next. Sound good? Yes. I've been having, you told me right the areas where I've been having pain, and I know I have inflammation, so perfect. Yeah, that would be a good place to start, decrease stress and inflammation. So, Dr. Dennis, it's, um, I know you, you know, you're, you're, uh, 
uh, a big supporter of my brain balancing protocol. Um, if people are like, well, I don't muscle test. I don't know where to put them. I, the best thing to do, I mean, I'm maybe spoiling people today by, by testing them, but, but um, is, is really start with that brain balancing protocol for two weeks. You know, either at night when you go to sleep so you don't get too sleepy. And then after that, go by your symptoms. If you got fatigue, then use the energy enhancer patches. You know, if you want to focus on detoxification, you feel like you're strong for that, then you can do the glutathione. Um, I think the Eon is good pretty much almost every day, Dr. Dennis. There's just a lot of stress. There's just a lot of stress, just in general. Yeah. Life, you know, yeah. right now is, you know, <laughs> even if you don't watch the news. Uh, there's a lot of things going on. So that is my mainstay. I literally, it's a rare day. I do not leave the house with an Eon patch on. I mean, every day I have, you know, the Eon patch on. And it's funny because sometimes I do, it's not like I need it, but I can tell if I skip two days or something because I'll just be on a slight edge, like, there's, I have this feeling like there's something I need to do and I haven't done it yet. That's the feeling that it's like. And then mm-hmm. I'll realize, oh, I don't have my Eon on. I'm just not as calm. <laughs> and, and Dr. Dennis, I don't know if you know, I know we have a minute left here, but uh, the Happy Patch, we're calling it the Happy Patch. We don't know what it's called. But the Happy Patch is supposed to be coming out soon. Um, that could be very powerful. I've talked to David in the past about a Happy Patch, which uh, he was toying around with. And I'm not sure exactly how they are, you know, what he discovered or what he's resonating with that patch, but we are anxiously awaiting uh, to know what it does and how it works to help with mood stabilization and um, helping us feel happy. Because a lot of people feel that way just with the Eon patch, Dr. Dennis. I'm sure you've seen that. Yeah, and I would guess a happy patch is stimulating the bliss particle from the pineal called anandamide. Hmm. Okay, we'll see if that's true. Well, I want to thank everyone who's on the call today. Of course, Dr. Dennis, thank you so much for spending your time with us today. Um, everyone listening in, I will be finishing the notes, and they'll be on um, on the blog in a few minutes. All right, bye for now, guys. Talk to you All right. next month, Dr. Dennis. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Dr. Dennis. Thank Karen. you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.